Dear Mother Ayahuasca, please forgive my ignorance. I am only learning about your amazing story and powers later in my life. I am making a great journey to sit with you and ask for your help in losing what does not serve me and hopefully raising my vibration by helping me balance my head and my heart. I'm seeking your help to be able to love myself unconditionally so I can better love those around me. I have years of bad programming, years of being my own worst enemy, and years of my ego getting in the way to true growth. I am at a point in my life where I feel I am ready to sit with you. My awareness is finally pointed in the right direction. I have a roadmap and are in need of more tools to spend the rest of my human experience seeking true spirituality. No judgments. Love to everything and everyone. Thank you for your service you provide to our world. We need you. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Facts versus Rhetoric, the Peru pilgrimage series. That was the letter I wrote to Mother Ayahuasca before heading to Peru, and the previous episode was my audio recording from Peru, probably six hours or so after my first ayahuasca ceremony. I think the raw audio did a good job highlighting my first journey. And I'm realizing as I'm trying to chronicle my adventure in Peru that I cannot and will not be able to really put into words, put into context my experience. There's no way I can describe the authenticity, love, and genuineness of the people that we met and had the absolute privilege of spending time with. Trying to now document this trip and kind of put it into a, a podcast has been a little demoralizing in a sense. I was just so gun ho to to share every detail and now in trying to accomplish that I just I, I just want to be done with this. I want the series to be over because I feel as I'm going I'm not doing the people of Peru any justice. I feel like I'm doing them almost a disservice not being able to put into words the just a truly undescribable experience. So I hope for your sake, the listener's sake, there is something to be gained from me sharing this, so I will continue, but just know there was just 10 days of amazing, mind-shattering events, and I am just cherry-picking a few to share, and I cannot provide context for everything I say because it would just lead to another episode and another episode and another episode. We did our first ayahuasca ceremony on a Monday morning, and our second one was the following Wednesday night. But before we did the second ceremony, we were given a thought exercise, almost a little homework. And the question that you had to think about and answer was, who am I? 
it's a very thought-provoking, challenging question if you want to really dig down into that question. And if you think it's easy and you answered it relatively quickly, then I would bet you simply just described yourself maybe in the present. Like, oh, I'm a 45-year-old man, I'm a father, blah, 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 blah. But that's just a description, usually, of what is currently going on in your life. I mean, you weren't always that. I was not always a 45-year-old. I was not always a parent. I was not all, always any of these descriptive things that we tend to try to answer that question with. Because what about when you were a kid? There have been many versions of yourself, because as you've grown, you've, you've, you've met different descriptions of yourself. But the who you are has always been the same. And that hasn't changed. And that's the really remarkable piece of this exercise is you have to keep drilling down past all the descriptions and try to answer the question. So if you want to give your mind a little workout, press pause and try to figure that out. Who are you? And if you don't feel like doing anything, fine, keep listening because I'm going to give you my answer. So who am I? I am the one behind my eyes that sees. And from there, I observe the actions thoughts, emotions, and events that unfold before me. That was the answer I came up with. So it's a very powerful exercise, and that led us up to our Wednesday night ayahuasca ceremony under a beautiful full moon with a clear sky. So our night ceremony started at 6 p.m., and I took the same amount of the medicine but I had a completely different experience. We were given the option to take less, the same, more. I chose the same. I felt like I had a pretty good handle on what I was going to experience. But this second ceremony ended up being very, very different from the first one in that there was only a few things that I remembered that were really clear. There were only a few things of feelings and things that I experienced that I knew what they meant. I knew how to interpret them. And real quick, during the ceremony, you would go up and receive your amount of ayahuasca in a cup. And it was around, I don't know, maybe a shot glass, a little more than that. It's a very thick, dark, brown, like syrupy shit. Not the worst taste in the world, but certainly nothing I would seek out to ever want to taste on my own accord. But you would drink that and go lay down. And it took about 40 minutes or so before you would start to feel the effects of the medicine. We were encouraged to wear eye patches so as to not get distracted by what's going on around you. There was five of us in this room all laying down with eye patches on. There was three singers and the shamans leading us through this ceremony. So all the songs that you hear that I'm playing on top of things, it's them singing. It's three ladies singing and walking around the room leading us through the ceremony. There was also one gentleman there for both of our ceremonies who was a local musician who would play Peruvian instruments during our journey as well. So on that second ceremony, I went up and I took the exact same amount I took the Monday before. And after about 40 minutes, my face was converted into a giant smile and it was there for a long time. It's very hard to judge time because it, it, everything feels like forever. So I don't know how long I had this Joker style smile on my face, but I, I could not not smile. So it was completely just something that was happening that I could not stop. And I didn't want to actually, it felt really good to smile. And the message I got was I need to do that more. I think I go out of my way 
not to do that. And there was several things during this retreat that all pointed to, you need to do that more. You need to embrace being silly and just be all right with that. And that's the crystal clear message I got from my ayahuasca induced permagrin that was on my face for the beginning of the whole ceremony. I took it as a sign to smile more. So I've been trying to do that. Now I spent the rest of the ceremony after that in the fetal position, repeating the phrase, you're so beautiful to the singers, to the other people in the room that were purging and, and, and just being on their own journey. I was so thankful and also just kept repeating that. I'm so thankful. You're so beautiful. I just remember I kept saying that over and over again. And I also felt like I received many downloads because my ears were constantly ringing. So I was also thanking whoever was responsible for that for those as well. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so thankful. You're so beautiful. In the fetal position with my ears ringing uncontrollably loud. And I also couldn't stop yawning. I yawned at least 14 times that I remember counting because I was like, Jesus Christ, this keeps happening. So I started counting. And then I thanked whoever for yawning because that I was told was a sign of leveling up in consciousness. So I'm sitting there going, all right, well, I feel like I'm getting all these downloads. I feel like I'm leveling up. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for trusting me. Thank you. Thank you. You're beautiful. That's all I did in the fetal position. And I guarantee you, I didn't sound as cool as that. It was probably like, thank you. Because <laughs> probably snot crying, sobbing. My nose was running. And you just reach this level of, I don't know if it's just love, thankfulness. You just get in this whole other world. And it is the most important thing that's going on to you at the moment. And for me personally, I was leveled by whatever emotion or whatever feeling I was feeling at the time. When I was on this medicine, whatever I was feeling was just cranked up to 11. Never, I've never felt any of these emotions before. Everything was just over the top, gratitude over the top, thankfulness over the top. Whatever the fuck I was doing was just <laughs> on my side, fetal position tears, snot. So I thanked them for my downloads and just anticipated that those messages would start to get clearer over time. And after four hours of that, four hours of me in the fetal position with my eye mask on, listening to this beautiful music, listening to these beautiful voices, humming, singing. Again, I was uncontrollably moving my arms and legs. I felt like I knew some of these songs and was singing along with them, not just singing the word I just heard. And after that four-hour ceremony, we left the Maloka slowly and we made our way outside to the fire pit. They had a beautiful, big-ass fire lit under the full moon. And I remember I was so fucking exhausted. It took me I don't know how long, but it took me a while to make it from the Maloka to outside. I was absolutely spent. And when I finally did get outside, we laid on the ground in front of the fire and this ultimate cuddle puddle just formed. I laid down. I had two people like laying on my legs and uh, Michelle and DJ were right by my head and was just we were all just like Bleh, laid down and we were just watching the fire trying to sort out what the fuck just happened. A lot of people had some very intense journeys. Again, mine was 
pretty vanilla compared to the other people's. I didn't know how to interpret half of it, so I was left just thinking about that. Some of the other people there had some pretty epic journeys, so everyone was just fucking wiped out. And we sat there watching the fire, and that local musician was just playing music for another hour or so, and he had various types of wind instruments, like flutes, uh, there was a... I don't even know what you call him. He had several instruments that he would play, and you watch him play, and he was putting every ounce of energy, soul, love, whatever the hell he was doing. It was unbelievable to watch, and the music was the music was amazing as well. And I laid there, and I didn't move. I, I, I don't think I moved for a good hour or two. And the shamans and the singers made their way out to the fire as well, so it was the five of us around the fire. We had the local musician playing the music, and then we had the three ladies who led us through ceremony, led by Selva. They sat down. We were all just enjoying the fire, and then we started talking. And really, Selva started talking, and we just started listening. Just like her mother, Doris, when they talk, it's just another level of how you're experiencing what they're saying. She talked about the medicine, and she said, this is how people in South America heal by using this medicine because it was healing there is this does not mask your symptoms this medicine does one thing and one thing only and that is it brings out whatever shit you got in there because we all have it we all can't run from it and this medicine shows it to you and then you have to deal with it that is why this is so powerful this is why people do this and it feels like 10 12 years of therapy all rolled into one because whatever you are shown is what's inside of you and it's what needs to be dealt with. So all those years of trauma, demons, bad, stuck energy, all that shit is just transformed into rainbows as it leaves our body, whether someone was purging, your nose was running, you're crying, all, all that stuff is just all the crap leaving you. Selva went on to say that all the plants, all the plant medicines are legal in Peru. And people have been traveling and, and pilgrimaging to Peru for thousands and thousands of years. It used to be by foot. And they would come by foot to sit with the medicine and be initiated into the healing. And people still do that today. It's just we jump on a plane and then we get on a bus and then we, we get there a lot quicker and faster. But we're all doing the same thing that people have done for thousands and thousands of years. We're seeking the help of the special medicine administered by special people in the most loving, well-intentioned environment there is. Selva also told us the story of when she saw a UFO for the first time when she was a child. And that was pretty amazing story. And obviously, why wouldn't the aliens stop over her family car and give them a little drive-by to some of the most powerful, well-intentioned healers in the country? So we sat around that campfire till about 11.45, and then we staggered back to our rooms to go to sleep. The next day, Thursday, was spent in reflection. We really were just sitting around dealing with what just transpired the night before. Friday, we went to the ruins at PSAC, and on Saturday, we closed out our ceremony with our intentions, what we would be introducing into our lives as a result of our 10 days in Peru. We then went around the room and gave each other a positive affirmation. 
something we can go back to for fuel and support as we try and integrate what we've learned. And I will never forget the kind words my new friends shared with me, and I hope they never forget what I told them. I'm going to leave you with the list of integrations I read to the group that morning, and I've been trying to incorporate into my everyday. I'm understanding that this is not a linear process, nor is your growth. And I will forever be a work in progress, and my pilgrimage to Peru has given me the tools to identify and then go live the life the real me has always wanted to. My integrations. Eat healthy. Be aware of energy. Don't give away my power. Give away a lot of the stuff I have. Get my body fit. Be grateful. Give before I receive. Be passionate. Be silly. Sing more. Pass on wisdom. Serve those in service. Accumulate assets for my homestead. Don't waste time. Retire my smartphone. Make sure I ground. Love my family. No more poisons in my body. Smile. Become great at making love, not having sex. Show my wife love, gratitude, and pump her tires whenever possible. Support her, hold hands, kiss more. Become self-sufficient and enjoy my sovereignty for the rest of my human experience. And try to get my heart as light as a feather. Send me on my way. 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 Send